We can't just kill everyone. That is exactly what we're gonna do. We're even now. Holy... Why are you doing this? Because I want back in, so I need her gone. <laughs> they took Ryan. Don't you worry, I will find your son. We are your heroes. We are here to serve and protect you. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Words from Blurs. And today we will be reviewing episodes five to eight of season two of The Boys. Yes, um, we are. So we, we already reviewed the first four of season of the first half of the season. Go check that out if you haven't already before you start listening to this because we're about to go full-on spoilers for the, the rest of the season. We ain't holding back, so if you ain't seen shit, don't listen to this shit because you're going to be upset. Okay. All right. Um, season 2, episode 5 is titled We Gotta Go Now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> this was uh, this was one of my favorite episodes of the season. I feel like I say that so much about so many episodes because such good shows out there right now. But yeah, it, we start out with like a very obvious parody of like the Dawn the, of Justice. Yeah, Dawn of Justice, Superman versus Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. You this know, it's called the, Dawn of the Seven. Dawn of the Seven. It's uh, Vought's filming uh, an origin movie for the Seven. And it's it's funny, you know. They've got some references in there. I heard a, a Joss Whedon reference. Um, what was it? The jo- the Joss rewrites are really flow well, or something like that. And I thought it was funny as someone who has a um, a, a slightly more negative view of the DCEU and uh, Zack Snyder's movies in particular. I thought it was pretty funny. I, I, I was interested in how you felt about it as someone who is uh, more positive towards those movies. Oh no, I could definitely laugh at the movie for sure. I mean, I mean, even though Justice League was the one that had the Joss rewrites and everything, um, I mean, I could appreciate the the parody and what they were doing and the kind of adding the grit, the the DC grit to um, the the kind of the different grit of the universe of the boys. And to kind of see like how these characters, it's weird how how these superheroes are playing superhero versions of themselves. I don't understand. Like it's it's very break the fourth wall meta. It's very confusing. Well, it's um, I guess I I, I get what you mean because like, but, and also why do they have stunt doubles? These these people literally. <laughs> are invulnerable for the most part like what the that's fuck? a good ass for- well um i think that one time where uh they were using a, a homelander double for like uh what was it a train's little scene where he was making his goodbye speech uh i think that was just because homelander was being lazy he's being a dick really yeah yeah uh, it's not. I, don't, I doubt they use stunt doubles on the regular. But the the whole thing, I th- I thought it was pretty interesting that they have the heroes actually play themselves in the movies, because it is in a way it's almost like uh, uh someone playing themselves in a biopic, right? It's exactly yeah. like that because that is their biopic, and as the season goes on, and as we've heard throughout the show, Homelander has several movies that he stars in mm-hmm. about 
himself as Homelander. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, Vought is an industry. They're not so much a superhero business as they are. Well, I mean, Stan himself, the, the leader, John Carlos Esposito, he called Vought a, a pharmaceutical oh, business. Edgar. Stan Edgar. That's his full name, Stan Edgar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. And uh, he calls he calls it a pharmaceutical business, but they're not only that. They sell the superheroes. They're more like a product more than actual heroes. Yeah, in the boys, more, they're more like advertisements for the for um compound V. Exactly, exactly. So you got to look at it that way. They they kind of see them as like products that just so happen to be used to save people or kill them, whatever. Yeah, and usually, which again, I think it's so hilarious. When was the last time we've really seen any of these guys save anyone, as far as, like, the seven? Like, Homelander, even Homelander, like, in the season, he saved, uh, he went to, like, this African uh, village, right? And he, like, he didn't, he saved, what, maybe one person and, and then killed another one? And then he, everyone got mad. He's like, what's the big deal? I mean, what what I do? You know? Do you, do like, you, know, do you notice something? It, it seems like, although Homelander is a hero, when he's uh, actually doing the work, well, he's, not a, like an, he's more like a sociopath, but yeah, uh, psychopath. But um, this seems like he's bored with being a superhero. Like, like in that Africa, Africa scene, for example, was like he seemed like, oh, this is a meaningless task. Oh, let me do it and get the fuck out of here. Like, it seemed like he just is is not he. He doesn't even care anymore. On but, some like Doctor Manhattan type shit. Kind of like Doctor Manhattan, except. He's more so annoyed with humans as opposed to Doctor Manhattan, who, who kind of doesn't doesn't express emotions. See, that's what I find so interesting about Homelander is that he's stuck between this place, and it's it's part of the reason why he's such a great villain. He's stuck between this place of having like total apathy for humankind. He said it before, right? He sees people as like mud people. That, that, that's, that's the exact words he's used, and he sees everyone as that. But at the same time, and people have questioned, well, why doesn't Homelander just fuck shit up? I mean, if he's just tired of everything, why doesn't he just take over and just do what he wants? Well, a couple reasons. Number one, that takes more work. And number two, he, and he hates himself for this, he's really, like, addicted to everyone loving him, you know? Which that's we will really touch on what, later in the season. Exactly. That's really what's keeping him from like just going all out. It's one of the reasons that makes it's one of the things that makes him such a intriguing villain because he's a sociopath, but he's also got some death because he's he's like, I hate everyone, but at the same time, I need their adoration. It's like, ah, you know, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. And uh further along the episode, we see uh Butcher going to his what did he did he get a a text message or a note or something he he gets a message from his aunt that he needs no wait was it oh it's no he's just come from Becca and he's given up right and so he decides to to go to his um his aunt yeah house. yeah that's what it was because he was depressed because yeah Becca didn't want to go with him you're right you're right and so he goes to his aunt's house and. Uh, you know, we get to see some of Butcher's family, you know, where he comes from. Not very surprising. Uh, and M.M. and Huey catch up with him. And then we see as Butcher is about to just leave, because, again, he's just kind of tired of everything. He doesn't want to deal with anything. He sees Black Noir in the, in the suburbs, broad daylight, 
on a on the roof of a house. It's like I, I just thought of that that Cat Williams clip. Like, nigga, do you know that I can see you? You're right there, my nigga. Like everyone can see you. You're not hiding anywhere. Like, huh? Like. And so, like, as the boys are trying to construct a plan to fucking capture Black Noir or at least escape from him somehow, fucking Homelander is trying to, you know, handle the PR of killing that innocent bystander in Africa, and it's clear that the people are starting to like be against supers and it's clear that Homelander's recklessness has made people believe in like checks and balances for soups. Yeah. They really, I mean, you know, just like it wouldn't real life, they see Homelander fucking up and it's like, I don't know about this guy. And at the same time, uh, I keep almost saying Stormlander. I was so close to saying Stormlander. I got to stop doing that. Uh, Stormfront is rising in popularity because she understands how to use the internet to her benefit. She understands how to use fucking memes and gifs and all types of. She you did understand. not just say gif. Did you? Say I, I no. I actually I say gif, but sometimes people prefer me say gif. So I no, I go man. back and forth. It's a gif. Don't let me no tell you that, it's GIF. But some people prefer GIF, so I just go back and forth from time to time. Oh, God. But, but yeah, um, and it, you know, was, I love that those memes are actually legit funny. Like, I, I, I pause on a couple of them. I'm like, all right, yeah, some of these are actually pretty funny. They actually put in work on like making s- memes that I can see like being used in real life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This, this, they put a lot of detail into the attacks. Not not only the attacks um, that aid Stormfront, but also the attacks against Homelander. Because not only does Stormfront use memes and GIFs to kind of of appeal to the masses, but the masses are using memes and GIFs and internet trolling to kind of get to Homelander, as we see later on. But we also just see that Homelander isn't just... He is not used to people not liking him as a as a as a hero. And he goes into like this this weird kind of daydream sequence where he fucking shreds down the entire crowd of people who are protesting him uh with his laser vision. Yeah, it was it, it had me for a split second, and I'm like, okay, nah, no way they're gonna have home, Homelander just something like this in like episode five. But yeah, like I said, he 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 even imagines himself just roasting all those people alive. But what keeps him from doing it, from actually doing it, the fact that he's so addicted to their praise. He's addicted to fame. Yeah, addicted to fame, probably the money too. He's an attention whore. Oh yeah, big time. And uh, uh, back at a. Uh, butcher's aunt's house you know they're they're setting up the the house and like almost like a home alone type you know situation going on setting up traps and stuff for black noir and we finally get to see what black noir can like do now we saw a little bit of it in the first episode of the season but here we really see black noir fuck them up dog like black noir ain't no joke at all no no we see black noir is seriously he is a strong presence 
So he enters the house. Of course, the he trips one of the wires, you know, wearing fucking sunshades in, at the, in the fucking evening. He can't <laughs> see shit. He trips over a wire, sets off a bomb. I mean, the bomb doesn't kill him, but it burns him pretty, I would say, pretty decently. Yeah. So, like, does he have, like, a healing factor? Is it, like, a Deadpool thing going on? Because the same I mean, thing happened in the first episode, too. He got blown up a little bit and just kind of, like, shrugged it off. I don't know. Maybe he does have a healing factor. I mean, I don't know. To be but honest. also, at the same time, we saw, like, some of his skin. It looked kind of burned up, although I guess it might have been from the bomb. Yeah, I would assume it was probably from the bomb and it might have been some leftover damage from before. But we also get confirmed that Black Noir, aka Black Black, is a black man. <laughs> we did? And we do and I didn't already call this in our first review. Yes, we did. First half of the season. Um, but yes, Black Noir is a black man. Of course, the black man doesn't talk. He's the only, he's, he's, one of two black people on the show, three, and he doesn't talk. Hey man, I'm just saying you don't need to talk when you can fuck some shit up. You know, like you when you badass enough, you don't need to do all that talking. I mean, I'm just saying he was able to fight Butcher and MM at the same time. I mean, also they're not like soups. Well, yeah, but you know, they ain't nothing to that, just that sneeze at. That ain't hard for him. They literally they all could take on Butcher and MM. Yeah, yeah, and Frenchie if they wanted to, and it's still like just if there was just one soup, they'd be fine. Mm. Although that brings up an interesting thing, yeah, that people have uh levied as sort of a criticism towards this show. Are they really consistent with like how powerful the soups are? Like, some of them seem to be very bulletproof, like you can throw starlight through some like cement walls and she'll just walk walk away you know ain't no big thing but others it's like oh they can get hurt like deep's not bulletproof right and like a train you could probably like shoot a train right i would say i don't know that's a good question i would say you probably couldn't shoot them with regular bullets i would say maybe you could shoot the deep and his gills need die for sure um but I would say I think A Train is. I mean, we all we know they're all super strong for the most part because we saw A Train when he was recovering. He so was there's cool. like a, a a base level of enhanced strength that they all have. Right. So I'm not sure if that also applies to their durability or not. I would say it probably makes them semi invulnerable, but like not to the not like um, super sharp bullets. Like I don't know like mm. large caliber bullets but some of them are like more durable than others absolutely i would like, say that homelander is probably the superman of all of them oh yeah and taking all types of hellfire and not a scratch on him even with the translucent they had to stick plastic explosives up his ass just to kill him well see that's that's what's and that's interesting that they that the show pointed that part out i never thought about it before but when you think about it most superheroes are invulnerable on the outside because of something to do with their skin. Mm. It has nothing to do with the organs inside of their body. Very like true. Superman, for example, is only super invulnerable on the outside because his his skin sinks, you know, drinks the sun's radiation, which is different for his body. 
But if you were to pour, uh, I would guess if you were to drop an actual grenade inside Superman's body, the force would definitely cause an explosion that would destroy him. It might, it might. I don't, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure if that's been explored before in the, the actual. I, I think that's probably probably a reason for that because it would be the most obvious way to kill a superhero. Yeah, just make them eat something, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, I I don't know if maybe the show needs to do a, a slightly better job of like establishing power levels because like. Like like I mentioned before in season one with Translucent, you really got to see them really like figure out, okay, how are we going to take this nigga out? Versus this season where it, it seems to be a slightly less, you know, developing a plan to actually take these guys out. Right. And in an attempt to fucking beat Black Noir, because clearly Butcher's about to go, he's about to fucking die because Black Noir is about to fucking kill him. Um, he says something um, about Stan Edgar, and he talks about Homelander's son and knowing about him, and you know him keeping that information to himself, you know, but not not knowing that Homelander already already knows this. Mm. So it's it's obvious that Black Noir appears to have like some close relationship with Stan Edgar. Yes, I, I well, I wouldn't say that. I would say that Black Noir is probably like he's probably Vought's inside man, mm. in in the seven. Like I, I would say Vought engineered him specifically to be in the seven. Like of course they engineered everyone, you know. But of course everyone got their own fucking personalities, got their own fucking upbringing, like Queen Maeve and the Deep and A Train. Everyone else is from different backgrounds. But they can definitely insert a fucking mole who will handle their dirty work or whatever. And I'm guessing that's Black Noir. Although, don't forget, like, there was that moment earlier in the season when uh, Compound V, the secret, got let out. And we saw uh, Black Noir crying to himself in the hallway. So, like, it's not like he's just some mindless killing machine. Like, it's pretty obvious he's got some, like, emotions and stuff inside. Yeah. Personally, I think he might be Stan Edgar's son. Yeah, I th- I think it's possible. I don't know. I I got when when he was like, for lack of a better term, talking because it's not like Noir was really talking, but like when he was talking to Edgar on the phone, I don't know. I kind of got that vibe. I wouldn't be surprised if we find that out next season. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we they they want to explore Soldier Boy, and I think Black Noir. You please. Please don't. Please stop talking. Stop making noise. Um, as I was saying, you know I had to do it. No, 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 you didn't. Anyway, God, you're annoying. <laughs> you disgust me. Anyway, um, damn it, I forgot my last. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> Well, I think you were about to explain that first you have to crank that and then, <laughs> and then you go <laughs> Yep. You I'm go a- to the left and then you go to the right and then you superman that hoe. That's how you <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, you done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. For now.
you were talking about Soldier Boy about how they're gonna they were uh, bringing him in. Not Soldier Boy, the 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 guy I'm talking about. Soldier Boy, the the superhero from the comic books. Uh, they they were gonna bring him in next. Yes. He's their ver. He's Avant's version of Captain America. Um, which is interesting because we have both Soldier Boy and Homelander. They're t- clearly two patriotic superheroes that happen to vacate the same world. Yes. Well, so, Soldier Boy, by the way, played by Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. Yeah. First breakout role since Supernatural. Thank God. I'm not surprised. It's the same producer for both shows. So he's probably like, hey, you know, just come to this new show. You know, this much better, well written show with a budget. Don't do Supernatural like that. All right. Supernatural's dope. I don't care what nobody so, says. Yes, That's fine. It's fine. It's great for a CW show, but that is not a high bar. It's lasted how long? What, like 12 seasons, 13 seasons now? I'm just saying. Um, Something's I'm just keeping saying it running. That Smallville also lasted 10 seasons. Are you about to go in on Smallville right now? No, I'm not about to go in on Smallville. I'm just saying that it also happened to have 10 seasons. And it was good for its time, for especially its for a time. WB TV wow. show. For there's so many qualifiers you're putting on it right now. I feel like this is kind of this is you kind of shading Smallville. I'm not shading. No, 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 no. no. You put some qualifiers. You say for its time for a WB show. Why not just say it's good? It it is a good show. I mean, it doesn't hold up as well today. Mm. I mean, it, it did like end, I think, almost 10 years ago, my man. So, just so many qualifiers. So many qualifiers. But yeah, so um, Edgar and uh, Homelander, not Homelander, my mistake, Butcher, uh, come up with this deal. If he captured, if he helps him get. Um, oh, he has the proof. Oh, he has the proof that Homelander is a rapist. And, you know, that's what it was. You know, because of Becca's child. And he said, if you kill me, this definitely gets out. You fucking cut. Hey, you trying to go for Kiwi thing there or British? Because I, I know Carl Urban's Kiwi, but Is he Butcher Kiwi? ain't. He yeah, Carl. Uh, no, he's Kiwi. Isn't Carl Urban Kiwi? No, he's not New Zealand. He's Australian. I'm like 80% sure he's Kiwi. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Well, fuck all. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, you know, instead, so like I said, fucking Butcher speaks to Stan. Edgar tells him, I got the fucking proof. Nah, man, he's Edgar. Kiwi. He's what? Yeah, he's a Kiwi. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Good for him. Um, that's interesting. But it, it seems... Um, Edgar tells Black Noir they can all live once the proof is destroyed. Yeah, so... Which, you know, how, how did he know the proof would be destroyed? Or if the proof is just kept under wraps, if it never gets out. Yeah. But, you know, assuming the day it does. Black Noir's coming back for their asses. Oh, for sure. I, I, again, I would love to see more Black Noir. We've seen a lot of Black Noir this season, more than last season. I've, I've liked it, because Black Noir is kind of a badass. He's a silent badass who happens to be kind of a kind of a dick to women. Not gonna lie. I mean, all all of them kind of are, to be honest. All right, and that's adorable a- dog though. But what do you, what was Butcher's dog's name? Do you remember? Was it Killer? 
No. I don't remember. But, you know, adorable dog. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? What's that? Uh, I, I was about to say Stormlander again. Stormfront being on her bullshit this entire episode. Okay, the, the fucking, the obvious dog whistling where she's like sitting with A-Train talking about, oh, you know, the, the church used to be good. She's talking about the, the little Scientology thing, the, the Church of the Collective. Until they just let anyone in and A-Train's like, well, what do you mean by anyone? Oh, you know, some people just are trash. This bitch. Oh, yeah, she's definitely on that racist Karen shit, bro. Man, German Nazi bullshit. Oh my god, I've never. And you know what? A Train hasn't exactly been the most sympathetic character for obvious reasons. Killed his girlfriend, killed Huey's girlfriend. But in that moment, I was like, Man, if you just slap, did a high speed slap on Stormfront, I wouldn't even be mad. Fuck this bitch on her Nazi shit, man. Yep, fuck Stormfront. It's it's very interesting. I thought I I really like the way they did that with Stormfront though. Like the way they in the first episode, her first appearance, you know, it wasn't so overtly obvious. She's but passively racist. Yeah, as the season goes on, it's get it gets less and less passive, you know. And eventually, she starts just straight up talking about white genocide and shit. And then you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Where did this come from? Holy shit, you know. But again, to people who are like aware, it was like, yeah, we saw this coming. Y'all didn't know. <laughs> you still, I still remember the first three episodes came out. I saw a whole bunch of people being like, I like Stormfront. She's a feminist. I'm like, y'all, how do y'all not see that she's clearly racist? Like, come on, y'all. It's, it's there. Killed a whole building full of black people. Like, it's right there. How'd you miss that? Although, to be fair, that was the episode when they were finally like, oh, shit, I get it now. And then there was um, also that scene with uh, Stormlander. God damn it. God damn it. Fuck. I was so close to not saying it. I was so close to not saying it. Stormfront. Stormfront and uh, Starlight. Uh, Starlight confronts her with the, the news that she was Liberty. And the whole time, she just plays it cool, you know? I'm what what I'm not liberty. I'm not I'm not racist. You know, Star Starlight straight up calls her out on the whole Nazi racism shit. And she's like, I'm not racist. You even when she's talking, she's saying like the dog whistling shit, talking about, oh, you know, we just need to protect our people. What you're betraying our people? And then Starlight's like, the fuck do you mean our people? White people? And someone's like, I was talking about soups. Who said anything about white people? Like, bitch, you know what you mean. Come on, don't do that. It's that exact same type of shit that it'd be happening in real life too, you know? You come across people who like aren't saying what they mean, but you know what they mean, but they want to like you can insinuate their racist undertones. Exactly. They want to try and have like plausible deniability and shit. It's like, man, you're not full. No, don't be a secret racist, be a full out, you know, upfront racist. At least let me know what I can what I'm walking into. You know, don't be a yeah. It's like yes. It's like the Confederate flag shit. You know, if if hey, if a person's got a Confederate flag on their house, I know. Oh, you're a piece of shit. I'm gonna stay away from you. Cool. Yeah. Right. And the episode ends with storm. No, oh, I said it. No, Stormfront. I thought I was about to say the other thing. No, Stormfront and Homelander having sex. Yep. 
because Stormland. Fuck you, got me. Because <laughs> Stormfront is has been helping um, Homelander uh, kind of get his image back up, and when he sees his numbers going back up with the people, you know, he thanks her, and you know, the only way she can think of to really thank her is to give her a nice super fucking and they definitely do a lot of fucking in i guess his apartment or his part or i don't know what he has is it is it the tower i think it was the tower he's at the tower but is it his room or is that his, his suite whatever his loft in the tower and they just fucking they're fucking in the in the sky they're breaking shit they're lasering he's lasering her she's a Electrocuting him. It's just a lot of freaky super shit going on, and um, again showing showing the uh, the 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 whole durability thing because it's like the lasers clearly aren't like. I mean, it's like it's hurting her a little it bit. Hurts, but I feel like she they heal. I think I guess, heal. but at the same time, she's like getting off on it. I don't know. It's it's, it's odd. It's strange, but yeah, she, she emphasizes a lot that she can take. She can take it. Yeah, that that episode was very was very uh, eventful, <laughs> to say the least. You know, um, I enjoyed it. You know, um, again, I just I really like what they were doing with these characters, finding out more about Butcher's family, and you know what they did with the whole. Uh, and that he clearly has a problem with his with his father that we may you know get to see it later episodes mm-hmm. and uh following that we finally get the Frenchie episode we finally get yeah we've been getting we we get what we've been wanting for a while now you know because Frenchie has been the one character well other than Bla- we probably know as much about black noir as we did about Frenchie before this episode you know all we knew was that he was very into Kimiko he likes t-shirts with cats on them and he's, he's French. with explosives and bombs and yeah and weaponry yeah and uh i want to i want to shout out the actor real quick as i look up his name because he did a rem- he did a really good job with uh, this character because frenchie's definitely Frenchie one of my has, favorite characters has not been getting his due and this is an episode where he really got his due yeah and so you it, know you really feel for the relationship he has with uh chemico yeah and not only chemico but his two friends that he had before he even met the boys. Yeah, because that pre that I was about to say prequel that little um uh flashback. Yes, flashback the, that we got where we see his bond with these two other characters, one of them being the woman that we've been introduced to that was from Frenchie's past, right? Right. Uh, Tomer Capon, if that's your name, if I, I'm probably saying that right, Tomer Capon, no, Tomer Capon. K-A-P-O-N. Apologies if I said your name incorrectly, bro. But I just I just want I I think you did a really great job with this role because I love Frenchie. He's one of my favorite characters. Yes, Frenchie is definitely one of the one of the low-key uh characters that isn't talked about enough in this in this show. But he definitely is very valuable to to the team of the boys. Wasn't he the one who figured out uh, how how to actually take out uh, Translucent? I think he was. Yeah, because he's he's the explosives expert. And everything. He's clearly he's clearly good at finding ways to kill a suit. 
that aren't traditional bullets and, and weapons. Very much so. That's why um boss lady, I can't remember her name, but you know what I'm talking about. The she she even brought him into the team, you know? Yeah. Because of the, that that like plan he had to like rob a bank, but also take do you remember what that superhero that super that soup's power was that like they had to figure out how to take him out? Uh lamplighter? No, no, no. When when him and his friends were trying to rob a bank, but they knew they were going to run into a suit. And like no. he came up, he came up, well, it doesn't matter, but it, the, the point is, he has very useful abilities, which is why he's really good at figuring out how to take out soups, which is why he was brought onto the team to begin with. And I love how the, uh, the flashbacks showed that. Right. Now, the main storyline of this episode was going into the, uh, the, the, uh, this building that was in Storm Stormfront, almost said it again, Stormfront's files, where it turns out they've been like experimenting on people and turning them into soups because it seems like they want to they're tr- Stormfront's they're to produce compound B. Exactly. And Stormfront's whole plan is to like have an army of uh super people to uh for for well her intentions are to quote unquote save the white race because you again nazi you do know. you think that once stormfront got her white army that she would have just destroyed Vought like as a company like because yeah then they would be able to sell to to other countries or to other races of super people it's true you know what maybe because Vought and stormfront had very different end games right like she was very felt she wanted to just like kill everyone that wasn't white but like Vought is like i mean we just want to make money dude <laughs> i don't know about all that uh race warship but we're, we're just we're just here to make money so you know she might have because it seems like they were in a way they were kind of like using each other you know but mm-hmm. it's at the same time it's like i don't know because Vought. you have to remember she was the wife of the man who created Vought, right right so yeah, so maybe she would have felt a way about destroying like what her husband had built. Right. So I don't know. Maybe maybe she wouldn't have, or maybe she would have just taken out Stan Edgar. Well, he only, but he, but again, he only built that to save the Aryan race. So that too, that too. So I mean, technically, she'd be carrying on what he initially started. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's a, that's a very interesting point. Though I don't know, I don't know like if what she would have done about Vod if she had actually gotten her away, but yeah, man. Um, so this episode, we finally also meet the long talked about lamplighter, the man who killed the children of uh the boys's. I wish I, I, I gotta look at this character's name. Do you remember her name? Mm, nope, okay, give me a second, I'm gonna look it up. But so in this episode, we do kind of get to see. Um, how Frenchy um, going to check on his his drug addict friends and abandoning his the post he had to kind of watch over what was her name? Do still looking it up to look over you know the let's just call her the boss ladies her her family well to look over her residence home Grace uh, Mallory yep Grace Grace and Grace um. You know, she wasn't at home, and Lamplighter kind of wanted to burn her in the evidence that she had against him. And in doing so, 
he targeted her home while she wasn't there and ended up killing her grandkids. And it was yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, it was six of them, wasn't it? Six? Wasn't it just two? Maybe it was two. I thought it was a larger number. Nah, man. It was just a boy and a girl. Ah, okay. Totally off of my numbers today. <laughs> yeah, that. So Lamplighter is feeling uh, very, very angsty about that. You know, I guess they, the, they, event, they like kicked him off of uh, the seven to kind of avoid that whole controversy and kind of cover it up. But yeah. ever since then, Lamplighter has just been like almost in like a, a, a fugue state of just depression and like self-loathing over what he did killing those two kids although at the same time it's like i the sh- i don't know if the show wants us to feel bad for him because like he was still planning to kill mallory you know even if he like even if he hadn't failed he would have killed mallory so that's not exactly great either so i mean it's like you kind of feel for him at, but at the same time it's like mm, how much can i really feel for you dude you were still about to kill mallory yeah, right. And so the boys, um, in trying to um, get into the this facility, they break in. And um, by the way, we didn't mention this episode is titled Down the Road and Back Again because Frenchie fucking loved watching the Golden Girls when he got to America. It's a good show. I mean, it, it is a good theme song. Check out the um, the gospel version mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the little, the, little, the little joint that went viral. I got to look that up. Thank you, know. you for being friends. Oh, 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 yeah. Travel down the road back again. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Yeah, that viral joint. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly how he sounds. (laughs) Um, So we get to see that they're doing all types of experimentation on people. um, And Stormfront, not Storm, well, Stormfront is kind of taking lead in the development of these people and their powers. And I believe they were all white, right? I believe they were all white. Uh,. Uh, I'm not sure. I think was just white people. I'm not sure. Keep in mind, she was. It's not like these people were like going to be part of her army. She was just experimenting on them. So it's entirely possible that they weren't all white. Yes, but we see. Oh, uh, just eleven. Also, also wanted to point out that Lamplighter is played by Sean Ashmore, aka Iceman. From the X-Men movies, so it's just hilarious how they have Iceman playing the guy with the fire powers. Literally, the the fucking uh, the the torch and everything. Not the torch, but he's got the lighter and everything with him. Yeah, yeah, it, like yeah. Pyro. By the way, did his costume remind you of uh, CW Green Arrow? Actually, you know who it reminded me of? It reminded me our of Iron Man from Star Girl. Uh, uh, I didn't get that far in Stargirl yet, but it does come to HBO Max in December, so I'll, I'll catch up eventually. I mean, you can always watch it now, though. Just, uh, just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I well, like the first CW. couple episodes. Yeah, but yeah. Um, damn, where were we? Right, Lamplighter and the experiments. Experiments. Um, yeah, man. I I don't know if they all were, but uh, eventually they they come across they. 
what ha- wh- how did the the inmates get free exactly oh um hmm. i think it was um lamplighter they were trying to ambush lamplighter and he accidentally hit uh, a switch that opened all their doors oh right, right, right no right, no right. he hit the switch that opened the girl with the telepathies cindy doors. yeah he cindy and then she opened everyone else's yeah that's that's how it went down and um basically like 11 but like 10 yeah growing up 11 you know if she never had any friends that's basically what cindy is and yeah she's powerful honestly to the point where you remember how the that one agent that they were working with her head blew up out of nowhere yeah i thought it may have been possible that she was the one who did it We'll go into that a little further down in this episode, but just know when I seen what Cindy's powers were, I assumed that she was the person doing that. Like somehow they were like getting her to do it. But um, you know, any either and again, uh, like Cindy, she's another soup who's bulletproof because they shoot her up and none of the bullets do anything. Yeah, she's using that telepathy, boy. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. But yeah, uh, so obviously Cindy's super powerful, so they all run away from her, and, you know, she freed all the inmates. Now, one inmate that I feel I have to highlight, because he has a power in particular. What, what, hold on. What is this guy's name? What is this I guy? feel like you know who I'm, I'm about to say. I'm, you want me? I'm going to say it. You I know want... exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Love Sausage. Yep. Love sausage. Now, for those of you who may not have seen this episode, first of all, if you haven't seen it, why are you even listening to this? But if you have, his power is that he has... He is the Mr. Fantastic of dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less, yes. He he embiggens, for you Miss Marvel fans, and he, he and his dick. Yeah, he, he elongates his dick. His dick yeah. is the only mem- it's the only part of him that stretches. And when I tell you, when that joint came through the window and was choking MM, and it took like a second for, for it to like process to me, oh, that's not an arm. I thought, I it, thought was, it was. I arm. thought it was a, a tentacle at first, but it was <laughs> an extremely long, uncircumcised penis. Um, I uh, I just wow, you know, I mean. <laughs> Hey, Vought, you know, you could probably market him, right? You know, as we saw in the, in, you know, they, they make porn parodies of the seven. I mean, he could probably show up in one of those movies, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, my God. God. <laughs> so, like, does it, is it just always large? Because. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. If I were that guy, I would never. I mean, I would only use that power in the bedroom because you don't know who's got a knife, going to cut your dick off, going to bite it or anything. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen mm. when you extend your dick past your body. You know, I think another funny thing about the boys, right? Not every soup has a useful power. Like, you remember that guy from earlier in the season that was, like, selling himself out to, like, he would, people would oh, pay to him chop to... Chop off his limbs. Exactly. Chop off his limbs. I mean, you can't really save anyone with that power. Love Sausage isn't going to be out here saving people with his dick, you know? It's like, some of this is so funny to me. Some of these soups yeah, have power. If he's having sex with anybody, shit. he's definitely taking a life or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, for for sure, you know? 
It's just, I think it's very interesting to me. It's not like X-Men. Well, actually, sometimes X-Men, your powers aren't exactly the best either. But still, you, you know what I mean. You know, I just, I thought, I found that very, very uh, interesting that they did that. You know, so eventually, you know, they fight off Love Sausage because uh, Kim- Kimiko knocks him out. And it just, it slowly slides back into, into Love Sausage. His name. They never called him Love Sausage in the actual show, but, that, no, that's, but that's his name I wish they the did. Comments. He better show up next season. I feel like he's going to. I feel like he blew up. Didn't didn't that facility blow up? I mean, he could have escaped somehow. You never know. Maybe, maybe he's fireproof. I don't think his dick is. <laughs> no, uh, not all that foreskin. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, um, so then uh, Huey, Starlight, and Butcher are waiting outside for M.M. Kimiko and uh, Frenchie, you know, and uh, they, the, the one of the inmates comes outside and, like, he freaks out and accidentally, like, knocks the van over with Huey inside and Butcher takes him out. Immediately. The kid, Immediately, yeah. He was, like, he was like a kid, right? He seemed pretty young. I don't think he was a kid. He might have been, like... 17 16 he might have been like a high schooler or something yeah i mean not like an actual kid but like he was young he definitely was yeah, like really in young his, in his teens for sure mm-hmm. and you could tell he was just startled by what was happening he didn't know i mean i could tell at least or at least my interpretation of his face was that he didn't know what was happening and he thought that they were probably with Vaught. yeah because you have to keep in mind this is still like an asylum like some of the people clearly were just there to be experimented on but others are very clearly like disturbed like mentally impaired so he might not have known what was happening you know and it might have been like an accident it seemed like it was an accident anyway but yeah huey is very badly hurt so they need to get him to a hospital as soon as possible and this episode really showed the group's like moral grayness in some aspects, because like again, Butcher immediately shot that guy. A guy comes comes in their way, and they need to use his car, and he won't get out of the way. So Starlight knocks him out. You know, but you can also tell this is just Butcher after he's been rejected for after waiting years to try and find his wife. That too, yeah. Part of it is coming out that way too. It's almost like is this like the corrupting influence of Butcher that he kind of. <laughs> drags everyone around him down to his area of moral grayness because Huey and Starlight have pretty much been the most like good people in this whole show. And Starlight did he kill did Starlight kill that guy? Is he dead or is he just knocked out? I think he's dead. Okay, but they didn't know. Like they just assumed he was knocked out. But like after they left, was there like blood behind his head or something? Oh yeah, like, there definitely was. It was I think there was a pool of blood. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but it was also, this, that guy pulled a gun on them, you know. He, he did. This is a stand your ground state. I'm like, nigga, no, stop. That was stupid. Oh, by the way, one thing. Starlight, one of the she's a member of the seven. Pretty recognizable. The boys, number one most wanted in America. Posters plastered everywhere. No one is wearing a disguise. And what are they? No, they are. They're wearing the MCU disguise of a fucking hat. <laughs> the hat. Oh, Starlight tied her hair up. See, she looks like a totally different person, right? 
that's another slight issue i have with this season like no one is really wearing a disguise y'all america's most wanted one of them is like one of the seven very recognizable person like come on y'all where the disguise is at y'all just out in the open you mean to tell me that stand your ground guy didn't recognize starlight i find that hard to believe taking the fucking peter parker in the far from home route in terms of disguises and keeping a mask on yeah very very obviously clearly uh meanwhile a train is trying to use the church of the collective to regain membership into the seven yes he's trying to um take advantage of whatever friendship or whatever i don't know loyalty the deep has to him even though he was he was a victim the entire time the deep is one of the niggas that like he's the most he's he sees himself as your friend douchebag He's not sympathetic. Well, I don't think he's that sympathetic. He's not that sympathetic, but like you sympathize with how much of an idiot he is, like how gullible he is. Yeah, he's he's kind of just a dumb asshole. What do you say about his girl? Man, she doesn't even give good blowjobs. Nigga, <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Got, got, got me married. Got me married to this woman. What the fuck? <laughs> Such a dumb asshole. Jesus Christ, man. Indeed, man. He's, he's just, he's the character. He's he's that guy for the universe of the boys to just keep shitting on because he's just a piece of shit, you know. It's just, you know, it's this this guy, man. Uh, he's, been, he's kind of been funny the whole season, but, you know, not, not like sympathetic funny. But who is sympathetic is uh, Frenchie because we find out he feels very guilty about having to leave his post because he was supposed to be watching Lamplighter that night when he when Lamplighter accidentally killed uh Mallory's kids or grandkids I should say. Why wouldn't you tell them? Who says I didn't? I figured you boast about it to Homelander. Must have been thrilling for you. I'm not a fucking animal. Only a fucking animal would do what you did. Drop it. You murdered innocent children. Shut the fuck. You watched them burned alive, crying for their mama. If that's not an animal, then what is, huh? I didn't know! I didn't know that you were going to be in that bed. You were supposed to be your boss. But it was too late. So what, are we supposed to feel bad for you now? Fuck you. I don't want anything from you. But you. I saw you following me that night. And then you disappeared. I keep asking myself, why, why didn't you stop me? So, yeah, you know, I just, if I find it very uh, interesting that this season we're seeing a lot more shades of gray with uh, the boys and the starlight and, you know, man, you know, can we really like fight Vought, fight the seven and still like maintain our moral integrity, whatever, 
moral integrity we actually have even even with Kimiko right Kimiko is so like torn up by like the way Stormfront did her brother she's out here like on the side being an assassin for pay ripping niggas faces off and shit you know like she's she I don't I don't know I guess fucking becoming an assassin a hired gun or I don't know I guess hired berserker um is is good for getting through her pain as any i suppose i mean she clearly is definitely still reeling from the death of her brother like you said and the fact that she just she probably couldn't help him or and that she's frozen when she's attempted to fight stormfront has um, definitely fucked with her a little bit so she's she's feeling inadequate Mm-hmm. Chemical, chemical was really dealing with a lot this season which you yeah. know made what eventually happened so cathartic as well we'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk about more later uh, but yeah so you know Lamplighter and Frenchie hashed their shit out because you know like we said Frenchie you know he, he failed Mallory by having to leave his post in order to uh, in order to save his friend from getting from ODing and then his friend wound up dying anyway months later. So it's almost like he probably felt like it was all for nothing. Like he let Mallory's grandkids or I mean, he didn't really like let them die. But, you know, he 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 instead of staying there, maybe he could have done something. Although, to be honest, I really don't know what Frenchie could have done against Lamplighter. But, you know, I don't know, maybe something. And had to leave to save his ODing friend who then OD'd again later anyway and died like months later. So, you know, no wonder Frenchie's just been also just torn up about it, you know, doing drugs to forget. And he even said the reason why he felt so attached to Kimiko was because he almost felt like maybe if I can, like, save Kimiko from herself or, like, help Kimiko, this can be some way of repaying, like, the universe for what I did in leaving my post, you know? Right. So a lot of a lot of development with the Kimiko Frenchie relationship, which is really good. Uh, so yeah, eventually they get Huey back to a hospital. They had to leave MM and uh, Frenchie and Kimiko and Lamplighter behind uh, in order to do that. But you know, we see we even see Starlight and Butcher bond a little bit over their shared affection for Huey, because for for Butcher, Huey is what that term they use his uh, his canary, right? The, the yeah. guy who lets him know, okay, maybe I'm going too far. You know, he's his he's his moral compass. Yeah, he because the guy in, there in to previous episode, the previous episode, we find out that Butcher had a brother who died, and kind of Butch, and he he resembles and favors Huey, and so we get that Butcher basically hangs around Huey because he's he's a reminder of the peace and the the just how to be a human being that his brother was for him mm. because like you said his brother was was a canary and who kind of was a, a voice of reason and so I guess he kind of lost his way especially after he he lost his wife and so I'm guessing Huey has kind of been like the only thing keeping Butcher afloat yeah, because before Huey, I mean, that's probably what uh, Becca was, what his brother Lenny was, you know. He needs that person to let him know, hey, 
you know, you, you got to stop, man. You, you're going way too far. And then we finally reached the end of the episode, which is where Stormfront goes full mask off and explains to Homelander what her plan is, what the uh, insane asylum is or what the asylum is for. And she's saying, look, we need we need to save the white race. We need to form an army to protect our people. She shows him the her being like married to the uh, founder of Bot, these old ass pictures from like 100 years ago and shit. And uh, Homelander doesn't really appear to have too much of a problem with it. Because secret, secretly, deep down, Homelander's probably a bit of a passive racist himself. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, a passive racist. It's not so much that he, like, hates people of other races. He just doesn't really give a shit about anyone in general. So he's like, if, someone, if his girl's racist, it's like, whatever, you know? You know what it reminded me of? Uh, you know that... I'm sure you know the, the Lonely Island song, right? Uh, I Just Had Sex. I love that song. And it you, felt you so were, good. <laughs> you remember the music video uh, where um, one of them, but I think she might, I think she might be a racist. And then you, you, the guy pans over, he looks up and like sees a clan hood, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Sex. That's kind of what this is like, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that whole like monologue for however long it was, I think it was maybe a good five minutes or some shit like that, where she's just like explaining to Homelander you know, uh, non-whites are trying to take everything away from us and blah, 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 Nazi shit, blah, blah, blah. That was, like, a very, like, haunting, like, monologue. Like, god damn, she was really fucked up, huh? And it's so, it's so, that the idea of, like, a Nazi with superpowers, that shit is scary. I mean, we saw what she did to that, uh, in the in the projects, to that building full of black people. If she yeah. wants to do that on like a national and probably a global a world scale. scale. Yeah, you know. How'd you uh, how'd you feel about that whole little monologue she had at the end? I felt that it was very I felt that I feel like the show it, it subtly touches on how um a lot of um maybe racist people kind of try to convince themselves that what they're doing is right and that that they're the hero of their story but it's playing out fucking racism and i just it's it's amazing that no one else sees through her bullshit even this late into in the game i mean a train does Adrian does because he's he's, he's black. Yeah. She's with it firsthand. She's been staring daggers at him for fucking for a full week and shit. Every time he walks past, bitch can't just let the let the man walk past without just fucking staring daggers at that nigga. Just get the fuck out of it. Why are you even here? Just uh. as a matter of fact, we find out part of the reason why A Train isn't even is being kicked out of the seven is because Stan Edgar wants to placate her for his benefit. And Stan Edgar, who again played by John Carl John Carlo Esposito is an Afro-Latino man, you know, black. So even he's like, yeah, I don't really fuck with her either, but I kind of need her right now. So you got to go a train. Sorry, bro. You know, and it's obvious. She makes it obviously known that she's the one who did that. You know, was, oh, you got kicked out. Damn, that sucks. You know, she doesn't even want a train to be part of the seven. <sighs> but yeah, man, Stormfront is uh, just, it's, it's 
Homelander is the bad guy that like you hate, but you like hating him. You kind you kind of like watching him. And Anthony Starr does a great job playing him. So it's like he's Anthony so intriguing. Star is so honed honed in on those facial expressions. Yeah, even the, the little just like the slightest the the bit sub, of psychopathy, the subtle mouth movements and shit. You know, facial tics. Yeah, the facial takes. Yeah, and like, and Aya Cash's Stormfront. Aya Cash, who also is doing a great job. Um, Stormfront, you just hate her. You just you don't even want to see her. Oh yeah, yeah, as soon as you know she's a Nazi, you're like fucking. Oh, you're like all, all immediately against her. Yeah, I mean, not even then. When you find out she's a fucking racist, when she yeah, killed yeah. that that kid in the seventies. Yeah, man. When we find out she's Liberty, she's she's like the Joffrey of the show. Ah. Uh, I think that's fucking Homelander for sure. I don't. I wouldn't say Joffrey. I don't think it was fun to watch Joffrey. I would say she's more like the Cersei. Nah, I reverse that. Cersei was kind of fun to watch. It was not fun to watch Joffrey. A lot more people like Cersei than they like Joffrey. Because she's a woman. I mean, yeah. But also, you know, she's kind of like snarky. And she be drinking wine and shit. You know, like... Mm, I'm smart. And you gotta be, to be fair, that plan she had in that season when she blew up the keep, that was a good-ass plan. Just seeing how that shit got put together, that was kind of fun. I, I was like, okay, Cersei, I'll give you that. That was a good plan. But yeah, we're, we're talking about Game of Thrones now. And uh, the very last part of this episode was Cindy still being on the loose, which is horrifying to think about. Yeah, we don't know what happens to her. I mean, it's it's not really a spoiler alert. Like she does not come back in the preceding episodes at all. So I'm getting hey, so you know something set up for next season. So she's just out on the prowl, fucking looking for all the other kids of Stranger Things and their grown up years, looking for waffles, trailing the streets for hoes. But uh, yeah. So following that episode, uh, this next episode, which do you remember? Do you have the episode title on you? The one we just watched? No, no, the the following one. Oh, number seven. Yes, I do. No, I don't. I don't have it. Okay, it's called Butcher Baker Candlestick Maker. There we go. Butcher Baker Candlestick Maker. Yes. Uh, Now, this episode had the best opening in the show's entire history in my opinion. And it's an opening. It doesn't feature any of the cast, none of the boys, none of the seven. It, we, we, we open on this guy, just some regular guy. Yeah, some regular dude who has been watching Stormfront's um, her base, basically her hate speech against super villains or those, you know, who claim, who have powers that aren't, you know, superheroes. That also are very obviously of a certain race. Well, the race that is not white. Yeah. So any race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we, we see how, and this happens in real life too. That's a, literally, literally at the time of this recording, there was like a, a plot by some group to fucking kidnap a governor. Like 
only a few days ago. So th- this is a very like timely thing they're doing right now in this show with this opening. Cause this guy is just some regular guy, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of chubby. He probably doesn't get out much. He's, he's, he's like, he seems to keep to himself, you know, probably not much of a people person. And he's just in, he's just watching all the, these videos online and, over and over again of Stormfront's uh, hate speech. And, and from that, we kind of see his slow descent into kind of this, I want to say this psychosis radicalization yeah radicalization psychosis and he's he's getting paranoid he's starting to be paranoid and he goes into a a convenience store run or i wouldn't say own but at least run by someone who's clearly a middle eastern maybe you know uh somewhere in african descent yeah and, and he just, you know, they he sees the quickest, I don't know, flash in the guy's eyes. Yeah, it could have been anything. It could have been like someone just shining a light in his eyes or a car passing by. And so he he says, Are you a fucking soup? You know, he pulls a gun on the guy. The guy's afraid. He doesn't he's like, Whoa, man, I have a family. There, are you a fucking soup? Before the guy can say another word, he the guy shoots the guy, um, the, right in the, the face man in the face. Yeah point blank and it was a it was a real cold open it was man that's just the 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 it it shows what stormfront's effect on this world has been you know and even later on in the in the same episode they stormfront barely brings up the, look what what did she say vot clearly you know we're we're we're, we're against what happened in that shooting you know of course of course she literally said thoughts and prayers like (laughs) this show's political commentary is surprisingly pretty well done absolutely you know it's subtle but also blatant at the same time yeah it's like in in this episode you have commentary about radicalization and how hate speech spreads online and how it can completely change a normal person's like mindset and in this very same episode you have lamplighter watching porn with huey you know it's the it's the duality of the boys yep and what are they watching they're watching their own he well lamplighter's watching oh man a, a porn parody of the seven let me see if I can actually find their their porn names because I can only remember Big Black Noir. <laughs> that's that's not that's that's not good. No, nah, I'm gonna look them up, man. I'm gonna see if I can find them. I I wrote I wrote them down somewhere because I wanted to remember them because they were hilarious. You keep keep going, but yeah, just go ahead, keep going. Fucking Huey's talking about. Do you want to be the cuckold, or do you want to be the one doing the fucking to the seven? And um, first of all, um, I think I don't remember exactly what what Lamplighter said to Huey, but it's I think he, it was somewhere along the lines of "You're the cuckold, you're getting fucked, you're coming with me." No, nah, he, he called him the cuckold fluffer. Oh yeah, the that's what he fluffer. called him. Yeah, keeps what is what is a fluffer exactly? Uh... I, I think I know what it is, but I'm not entirely sure. Isn't isn't the, the 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 guy that like gets the guy ready, right? 
Oh, God. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Again, I'm not, because I've heard that term somewhere before. I, I, I think that's what it means. I'm going to ask somebody that I know that might know what that, you know what, never mind. That. Yeah, I was about to say, are you sure you want to ask someone that? Because <laughs> if I get asked that, I'm going to be like, the fuck do you need to know for? Nope, I'm going to take a chance. <laughs> oh, the other name was a uh, home banger. Oh, how fucking original. <laughs> I think those were the only ones they said. What was Queen Maeve? Queen Taint? Oh, God. I think they only said Black Noir and Homelanders, though. I don't think they said the other ones, but th- those were enough. That, that was, them shits was just, it was hilarious. I, why do you think that there was like a point to uh, Lamplighter doing that? Just watching, first of all, wa- watching it like in broad daylight. It's like, bro, goddamn, I know you're going through some stuff. I Second, think, I think it's, it's just that he's gone through some shit. Oh, well, he's yeah. been kicked tossed to the side from the seven from yep. being this big fucking hero slash psychopath hero serial killer um, to just being kind of an orderly at an asylum who burns bodies for a living. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a lot to go through and to also it is. at the same time he's concerned for his life probably at this point he's like fuck my life because he's going to go testify you know. Yeah. They're waiting to like finalize his, you know, his his being able to testify. And he's just like going through the motions kind of kind of like a a last hoorah, so to speak. And watching porn in the middle of the day might be a I don't give a fuck <laughs> moment. I thought he was just doing it to fuck with Huey, to be honest. That's what I thought. But yeah. He definitely was trying to make Huey feel emasculated at, at some point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, we see uh, uh, Starlight goes. She gets like a text from her mom because they she her mom wants to like fix their relationship because you know they kind of have a little beef right now because the whole compound V thing. And so then, she invites her out and uh, go ahead. No, I'll say go ahead. Oh, okay. So yeah, it it was a turns out it was a trap set by Vought. And her mom like had no idea. So yeah, they get her location. Which again, I have to say, Starlight, you're kind of on the run from Vought. How is your where... mom being in contact with you? Number one, number two, where is your disguise? Tying your hair. You're not wearing no sunglasses. Your hood's not up. I, this this, this is... diner is filled with people. Where is your disguise, bro? My thing is though, like. Where is that facial recognition software they used, uh, that Bart used when they found Butcher on that secret facility? Why aren't they using that to find them? I mean, they're literally, literally just walking outside with hats on. And another goddamn thing. How the fuck did Butcher get into that secret facility? They keep telling us over and over again, nah, we, we, we can't just leave. You can't just break in. That nigga broke in with seemingly no problem. And broke out with no problem. What the fuck? There's <laughs> a little, little discrepancy here, show. Come on now. What's going on here? But yeah, so they, they kidnap, uh, they capture Starlight. We see him like Noir waxer over the fucking back with a, I don't know what it was, a lamp or some shit. I don't know. A stand. But yeah, they capture Starlight and they have her in this like room that like keeps soups powerless. I, I don't know what was in it. Although the thing about Starlight's power is she needs to be near a source of light for her power to work. Which, I mean... 
not the not the best power in my opinion, but it is what it is. Fine. You you need to have some kind of limit on your power, I guess. It's fine. So yeah, uh Homelander and Stormfront are having this uh this rally outside. You know, again, Stormfront is uh, trying to rehabilitate Stor- I was about to say it again, trying to rehabilitate Homelander's image. And uh, you know, Homelander says we have captured the traitor Starlight. She will f- you know, face her crimes. And Huey and uh, Lamplighter are watching TV and they're like, oh shit, we gotta go save Starlight. So, you know, they go to the tower and, you know, eventually rescue her. And again, I, f- I feel like it should have been a little bit harder than that. Like, why is Lamplighter's information still in the tower's database? Like, so fucking convenient. Like, that is literally one of the bigger plot holes. Like, Vought is so like clearly good with security and they're one of the top not only technological firms but medical entertainment industry companies yeah and the fact that who would no one would be dumb enough to think okay we've just demoted this fucking superhero from being an actual superhero to being an orderly let's let him keep his access and let's not question him for any secret ways to get into the building. Which, that way to get into the building, so fucking stupidly convenient. Yeah. What bullshit. Yeah, you know, a little, 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 you know, nitpicky stuff. But still, at the same time, I mean, it feels like some of this stuff is really convenient to move the story along. That is what it is. Yes, yeah, like they're really cutting, cutting important parts. Or make it a little too conveniently easy. It it should not have been that easy to get in there. Coming off a little lazy. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Butcher gets a text from his mom, you know, talking about his dad. And, uh, oh, I I thought you said dad was dying or whatever. So, because his mom wants him to, like, still try to fix things with his dad before he eventually passes. And we find out, we see why Butcher's the way he is, because his dad is basically Butcher if he didn't have a Huey. Like, he's a total kind of piece of shit. Yeah. His dad's a true fucking bastard. And what is the reason that um, Butcher's brother died again? Did he commit suicide? Yes, he did. Yeah, he committed suicide. I'm not sure. I don't did they say I don't know if they said why he did but yeah a butcher's dad used to like beat, beat them both up to like you know because he saw this toughing toughening them up and he's like hey look the way you look at the way you are now I mean aren't you not like the biggest badass around clearly I did something right and it's like I think butcher probably has a little bit of self-loathing in him too like I don't think butcher likes himself that much I don't think so either I think he's aware of the type of asshole he is and how close he is to his father in that regard. Yeah, and I'm it, pretty sure that it fucking bothers the hell out of him. In fact, he's pretty much said as much. Whenever Becca brought up having kids, he said, nah, man, I, I don't want to have a kid. I don't want to pass my shit on to some poor kid. So he, he knows this about himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, following that, we see uh, Storm... God. Damn it, I was about to say it again. Stormfront and Homelander uh, go to the Becca's Becca's house because Stormfront is like, you know what? 
you know what you need to do? You need to bond with your kid. He's your fucking kid. Fuck that bitch. You need to, you need to father your kid. Da, 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 da. So, you know, they go to Becca's house and like, you know what? We're going to take, uh, what's, what's the son's name again? It's not Ryan, just Ryan, Ryan. And, uh, you know, make, make him, make him like you. And, you know, also, you know, sprinkle in a little, uh, little Nazi conversion, you know, little like, Nazi you know, propaganda in there. And, you know, I love the, the the subtle shade when uh Stormfront asked him if he watches PewDiePie. That was that was definitely subtle shade to PewDiePie. I oh, caught that. A, yeah. Wow. Yeah. A little, I didn't even pay attention to that detail. You, you, you didn't? Like, yeah, you forgot, didn't you? Because PewDiePie, he's had a couple of a couple little controversies, you know, on his on his part too. You know, you know, if you know, you know. But yeah, you know, so I, I thought that was kind of funny that they did that. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised they did that. Uh, then we, uh, Mallory ch- is uh, trying to get. Uh, do you remember the guy? The guy's name, the guy in the wheelchair, the doctor. Oh God, something with an F. It's not like Friedrich, is it? No, no that's her husband's first name. Right, that's why that name is in my head. Vogelbaum. Vogelbaum. Dr. Vogelbaum. She's trying to convince him to testify against Vought because, you know, they're trying to get this has been the whole point of this is their motivation to take down Vought International. And, you know, Butcher, she finally calls in Butcher to like convince him because she can't do it. And Butcher, only as Butcher can, hey, if you don't testify, I'm going to just fuck you up. I'd rather not fuck you up. But I mean, I will. I'm just saying. I'd rather not. But, but I will, I mean, no. and I'll fucking kill your whole family. Yeah, and make sure you see it first. Yeah. So eventually, you know, he does. So we we really we really see the dichotomy and the links that fucking butcher is willing to go just to take down Vought, and he's do, willing to you, kill innocent people. Do you he's think fucking sips this tea? He's like, oh, this is the best cup of tea I've <laughs> had. He does, had. didn't he? He did. Do you think he really would, or do you think he was just bluffing? Um, I honestly believe he probably would kill those people. Mm-hmm. As we saw, he was—he killed that that one kid point blank. He was definitely willing to kill um that officer, not that officer, but that guy in the car he pulled over. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't put anything past Butcher as long as it gets him to. Although, again, to be fair, he pulled out the gun first. He did, but also he they stopped the car and weren't trying to to, to and they were trying to take his car. That would, is also would, true. Would yeah, you be cool yeah. with some fucking random strangers not only flagging you down, but yeah. trying to take your car from you? That's that's fair. That's that's a good point too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah, true, true. I mean, it's not like he wasn't justified in being like, hey, no, get the fuck away from me. What the hell? Um, and on, on the more adorable side of the show, uh, we see Kimiko and Frenchie bonding more, and Kimiko is even starting to teach Frenchie her um her sign language, which which isn't like ASL or any official sign language. It's like uh it's a sign language that they created for the show. That's like that was created by Kimiko and her brother. So we, we see Kimiko start to teach Frenchie that, and it's kind of cute to so see. So she's starting to open up to yeah. Frenchie. Yeah. Uh, so after Huey and Lamplighter uh, get into the tower, 
Lamplighter is, you know, he's talking about how he just wanted to make his dad proud and a whole, you know, bunch of shit while they're trying to look for where Starlight is. And I kind of got the feeling, oh, I think he might be about to do something. Because the way he was talking, I kind of got that feeling like he's about to do some shit. Like, I think he might try to take himself out. And he did. He set himself on fire and killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. At first, well, we know he wasn't fucking invulnerable. Oh, definitely not. I guess he can just control fire, but it's not like Human Torch where he's like fireproof. Right. Right. Then he got burnt to a crisp. To a fucking crisp. I was like, oh, shit, you know, and Huey was like, whoa, what the fuck? He was like, fuck you, dude. Like, the man committed suicide in front of a statue that he was actually in absence of a statue. He was hoping to look at himself before he died. And Huey just says, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> Fucking ruined my, all my, my plans. I was coming to get any. We were going to leave and testify. Fuck this guy. He's starting to get more used to these, like, very gruesome acts of violence, isn't he? Because like you said, his reaction was basically, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> like, if this was like season one, Huey, he'd be like screaming and shit for like 10 minutes. But he was like, here, he was like, man, what the fuck? Like, come on, why why you even do that? And then on top of that, he had to fucking cut his arm off so that he could get through the rest of the building with his uh, handprint. Which, why didn't you just cut the hand off? Why do you have to cut the whole arm? Whatever. Either way, it was, it was just another reason to be gory. Yeah, yeah, you know the boys. Um. Meanwhile, uh, Homelander and you know Stormfront are still you know trying to get Ryan to like them more than his mom, and it's 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 really it's really fucked up to see because you know it's every time Stormfront says some like Nazi shit to Homelander's kid, <laughs> Homelander gets a look on his face like. I don't know about this. I, I don't. I don't know. This this starting to feel a little weird to me. I, I don't know how I feel about you talking to my kid about white genocide and shit. This is kind of weird. Yeah, but, but this, I'm not gonna stop it. You know, I'm not. Yeah, gonna he stop doesn't it. stop it. Like he's. <laughs> I'm he's, just gonna make a face. Yeah, I'm just gonna be a passive ass aggressive parent and let you teach my child Hitler propaganda. You know, do the usual racist shit. So. Everyone's all back together at the boys' little hideout and shit, and they're watching the trial go down. This, this ending. No, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm not gonna say, it, but well, go, you, go ahead. What, what, we're we're totally say? skipping over the fact where Huey fucking saves Annie and her. Oh, mom. right. And then you know, fucking Black Noir, they, you know, stops them. He starts beating the shit out of Starlight, mm-hmm. literally throwing her through columns and making holes in the wall. He is like, he's going he in ain't on doing her. shit. Mm-hmm. And then who do we have come in to fucking help save her? Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. And what does she do? She throws a couple punches, grab, grips him by the neck, takes his mask off, and forces an almond joy down his fucking throat and takes away his EpiPen, kicks it away. And Black Noir's weakness is an allergy to coconut. Yeah. 
First of all, I just want to say I, I hate Almond Joys to begin with. I hate coconut, period. Same. I hate coconut. I hate Almond Joys. Why anyone would put coconut in a candy bar is beyond me. I think that that's disgusting. I don't know why anyone would ever why do it's that. Even like, to be honest, the texture, the taste, the aftertaste. It's not it's, good. It's just, it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's terrible. I don't know why anyone would even do that. But to make this, we're assuming, brother's weakness, a damn coconut. Mm. Hate to see it. My man got brought down by a candy bar. Yeah, got brought down by a candy bar. Although it was mad funny when Queen Maeve, she, she just kept pushing away the EpiPen. I'm not going to lie, I kind of laughed. That was kind of funny because she just kept pushing it away. And he could be, eh, no, no. <laughs> he was like wheezing, dying slowly. Yeah, I don't, but he's like, he's not dead though. He's he's still alive, right? Yeah. We that, this, is, this is the last time we see him for the season, but I don't think he's dead. Oh, no, he's not dead. We find out what happens to him in the next season. Yeah. I mean, the next episode. Yeah. So, but yeah, now everyone's back home. The, the the boys are like watching the trial on the TV. And, you know, we're like, yes, we're and finally about to do it. We're finally Victoria about to take Newman's down about to grill the shit out of, yep. out of everyone. About yep. to grill the shit out of Vogelbaum. Yep. He's swearing on the Bible. Yep. And what happens to do? Head start exploding. First, Dr. Vogelbaum's head explodes. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, like that shit, it just, it took me off guard in this, you know, same way that uh, that agent from earlier did. And then multiple people's heads are exploding. It's like a fucking scene from Scanners or some shit. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Heads are exploding. They're watching on TV like, what the fuck? Uh, Homelander is looking around like, what the hell is going on? Like, he's not really doing much. I mean, I don't think he could do anything to stop it if he wanted to. But he's like, what the hell? What? Huh? What? Because, you know, Homelander walking in, he's like, ah, shit, this is it. Lots about to get taken down. I don't know what's about to happen to me. But then everyone's head in the room is exploding, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, all key witnesses, and even um, a couple of soups. What was that one soup? Who was going to replace Atrium? What was his name? Uh, I think his name was Shockwave. Was it Shockwave? I thought it was like Velocity or something. I don't know. But yeah, he was going to fucking replace fucking a-train and his head exploded and everyone but the major seven that were still alive and there were mm-hmm. killed mm-hmm. Uh, yeah uh newman survived uh grace survived yeah grace ashley thank goodness survived ashley loki one of my favorite characters i just i'd be so scared for ashley i always feel like Coldlander's life just one bad day away from just tossing her out a window or something i'm afraid that she might end up becoming another becca Really? What in what way? In the way that clearly Homelander is very aggressive and he's very much intimidating. And we don't know the exact circumstances in which the rape happened. Oh, you mean like that? Yeah. Nah, I don't I don't think I don't think he's interested. I don't I don't know. He I mean like we see in the in the next episode, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So yeah, man, that 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 was we've talked this this episode had the best beginning and the best ending of the whole season. 
That was that shit. I won't say I won't crazy. say the ending, but definitely the best opening for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. In the following episode, we start out with a uh, VOT PSA again, so a little bit more, you know, commentary, political commentary on uh, on. Uh, yeah. uh, it was a, it was a PSA about supervillain attacks in school. In high school, and yeah. you know, we see teachers. You know, they're t- Homeland is basically telling you to stay calm, stay hidden. Your teacher has a loaded gun hidden. Tell her to get it out. Like, isn't that something that that were, I think Republicans or something were trying to enforce? Yeah, there, there were, were school shootings. Yeah, not too long ago, they were trying to be like, well, why don't we just give all teachers in schools guns? Teachers That'll do not need anything. weapons in the classroom. Give very stressed out, not well paid teachers. And they were also telling guns. the children to arm themselves with, with whatever they could. Hey, you remember that nigga that said, here's the solution? Put a bucket full of stones on top of the door. And then when the shooter opens the door, the stones will hit his head. That was, that was an actual suggestion by an actual republic. I think it was a congressman or some shit. I don't know what that nigga was. I, I don't know. Stones above the door. What type of shit? I, I don't know. I don't know. Was, I ain't never was... heard such dumb shit in all my life. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man, Buck- stones in a bucket. I I don't know really. I don't know how that was really supposed to do anything, but we digress. Uh, really funny PSA, you know, Storm. I was about to say Stormlander. God damn you, Homelander in the PSA. You know, clearly being you know he, he don't give a fuck about none of this shit going on in the PSA. But yeah, so it's the fallout from what happened at that trial and everyone's like freaking out. The government is like, what What the fuck is going on? All these elected officials, their heads exploding and shit. It's and like, Grace like, oh. and Victoria Newman, you know, they're trying to convince the Secretary of Defense that they should hold off on buying Compound V. Yeah. And, and it is indeed the president, who I won't say may or may not be our current president, I'm not sure how presidents works, but um, but he clearly is adamant on having soups in uh, in the military. Yeah, involved in the armed forces and the the, the protection of America. That's been Vod's whole thing. Hey, you know, we'd rather Compound V not be public, but now that it is, let's just use it to our advantage, you know, create supervillains to cause fear. We take advantage of that fear. Who who does America come to for protection? Us. They come for our Compound V. We make money off of it. Boom, boom, boom. Well, we mostly win. I don't think it would be, yeah. And, you know, everyone, the com, uh, I was about to say comp- uh, everyone is kind of, you know, down in the dumps about what happened. And Butch is like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go to original plan and just murking these niggas. And MM is like, all right. Everyone's like, all right. Except basically for Starlight, who's like, I, I, should we really kill these guys? I mean, I don't know if that's the best way we should go about this. Yeah. And then, so after this, fucking, what happens? The most easiest, apparently supposedly impossible, but easiest thing happens. Becca escapes the facility. She's been cooped up and locked in for what, eight, nine years now? Yeah, yeah. Weird how seemingly 
she can uh, she can do that now. That's this woman who has no military experience, who's never escaped from anything. Actually, I think they hinted that she may have, like, because that's how her and Butcher met. So she, uh, I'll say she might. Possible, possible, but but still, I mean, we've been told that it's fucking. It's so hard to get out, and that's why she hasn't escaped for so many years. And it's like, well, damn, it don't seem that fucking hard. She was able to do it. But yeah, the reason the reason she was able to do it with with timed Mm -hmm. like jumps and runs Mm -hmm. with a knife. Mm -mm. (laughs) Kind of a kind of again these uh, seemingly hard to escape places not being so hard to escape. It's what the fuck kind uh, of private facility is this? We have I, I a fucking random man who fucking stays a whole maybe two days fucking Becca yep. and escapes. Yep. And then you have fucking Becca escaping with little to nothing. Like what what, what type what kind of, of facility is you running, Vot? Man, if they ain't running shit. But you know, uh, after the trial, you know, and yeah. um, you know, Becca makes it to the boys, and um, she basically tells them what's happening, and she swears, you know, to make Butcher swear that he's going to help her get her son back, and yeah. he's to swear on Lenny's soul, which is such an odd request to swear on a dead person's soul. You know, I yeah. don't understand why you swear on dead people's souls because. They're already dead and where they're supposed to be. But well, maybe I live guess people. Because she probably figures, hey, you know, if he swears on this person that he, one of the people he cares about most in the entire world, that means he's absolutely telling the truth. But what she doesn't realize is that on low key, Butcher has kind of cut a deal with Stan Edgar that, hey, if when, well, when we find the uh, Ryan. You take, give to you. you take the fucking kid and Becca stays with me. You keep her far apart and you keep Ryan well hidden, okay? Yeah, it's that, that butcher, man. He's he's making deals and shit and then selling, hey, and then Becca will just never see him again and even Edgar's like, well, damn, nigga, you calling me uh, ruthless. What about you? That's getting kind of fucking ruthless to me. <laughs> shit. But the reason why Becca is coming to the boys for help is because home front and storm mm. storm i said home front that time home front <laughs> jesus homelander and storm front have basically taken ryan and you know he's he's we're, we're, we're just gonna have him now he's he's our kid now he's not your kid anymore oh well too bad just fucking take him and run that this is this is why i fucking Becca escapes because Homelander and Stormfront are fucking psychopaths who take children that really don't belong to them. You know, Homelander was clearly like aggressively trying to replace or place into the mind of Ryan that he and Stormfront could be his full-time parents. Yeah. Although, I mean, it's not like it was against his will. Basically, they kind of, they basically manipulated him. They kind they of showed they him. They manipulated his emotions and yeah. his thinking at the time. Yeah, you know, because Becca's been like kind of hiding him from the world. I mean, not from her choice, isn't because they weren't allowed to leave, you know. And then Ryan finds out, oh, all this shit is fake. 
You mean there's all these people around and shit? I could have been like at amusement parks and shit, and you just been lying to me. That's fucked up, mom. I'm gonna go with the dad and the the, the weird Nazi lady. Yeah, so I, I see from Ryan's point of view why he would feel that way. But eventually, he's of course, he starts to miss his mom and he gets kind of anxious around being around so many people. Yeah, like he has one of those that, like, I know you don't like it, but he has one of those freak out moments like Clark Kent did in Man of Steel where he was just, it was sensory overload for him. I, I, I will say again, I, I don't like that, for lack of a better term, movie. But that was one of the parts that they did really well. Because, you know, I fully believe, like, uh, young Clark Kent getting used to his powers, he totally, that's probably how he would react. You know, like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? I don't know how to control my powers. Everything is is too loud. And I'm seeing x-ray shit. I thought that was very well done in that movie. Much better than it was done in Brightburn. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. By the way, how Homelander is like a better Brightburn, isn't he? I mean, I like Brightburn, but he's almost like a better Brightburn. Mm. Like the whole evil Superman thing, I think the home like Homelander and the boys have done it basically the best right now. Agreed. I'll give you that, yeah. Homelander is definitely the better version of a of a vilified Superman. Yeah. So uh, Becca and the boys, you know, they come up with this plan to get Ryan back. And, you know, Ryan is like, you know, like we said, freaking out. And he's like, uh, you know, he, he takes him home because, oh, man, my dad's like famous and there's all these people around. He's not used to being around so many people. But what happens on the way, uh, Huey and Starlight, why did Huey and Starlight leave? Like they were trying to figure out a way to. Oh, they were trying to... to figure out a way to. um to 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 bring down Vought without having to possibly kill the seven and end up dying themselves. Right. Because, so they were yeah. they were going to go see Queen Maeve, but in between, but right before they saw Queen Maeve, we saw that. Um, Wait, was this was this was this after they met Queen Maeve? No, right before they left to go see Queen Maeve. No, no, wait, wait, no, no. I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, no, it was, it was after. I'm looking at it right now. It was definitely after they left Queen Maeve. No, no, I'm talking about something else. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? There is a scene where Edgar is meeting with Alistair from the Church of the Collective to discuss getting the the deep and A train back on the team. Okay. I wanted to know if you if you picked up on it because I think because when um when fucking Alistair is talking to Edgar, there's a gust of wind. I saw that too. And you see Edgar like adjusting his tie and sitting down. And I'm thinking, did he just fly in? Is he a soup himself? Yeah, no, I think that's one of the reasons why he's so bold in the way that he talks to Homelander because he knows if Homelander even tries anything, fuck, he's, he's already got Black Noir, mm-hmm. you know, but he's also a soup himself, I'm, I'm guessing. It's now, it's entirely possible that Stan Edgar on the low might be a soup, but nah, man, that do you know what it actually was? No, the gust of wind. Yeah, you have no idea what it was. 
No, do you? Yeah, it was A Train. Oh. Yeah, man. You, and that's you remember later after they stopped talking, we see A Train it was hiding in the closet. That was A Train, oh, man. Oh, that's right. I don't yeah. know why I didn't piece that shit together. Yeah, that was A Train. Yeah, that he was he was uh he was you know running in there to hide in the meeting so that he could uh get the, and then he was like, Oh, so that's why uh they're kicking me out of the seven because oh, fucking fucking uh Stormfront's Nazi ass doesn't want me in there. But they fucking convince but uh Ed, no Alistair convinces Edgar to 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 take back A train but also to not take back the deep because the deep is apparently too much too much he's got too much shit that he's done to be taken back. Yeah the deep is he's not going back into the seven that that ain't happening. And no. you know what the nigga's gonna end up becoming a fucking villain. I promise you. He's gonna end up becoming either he a villain already... or, or someone's henchman. He's already kind of a villain, isn't he? No, nah, I mean in the literal sense where he's not trying to be a hero who does uh, some fucked up shit, but he's yeah. like a full on villain. Like he's just killing people for fun. Got you, got you. Yeah, he might. I don't know he... if he's particularly. I mean, well, when you think about it, because everyone makes fun of Aquaman's powers. Obviously, I get it, but like. The deep, I mean, if he can control a big ass whale, he can control like an army of sharks and shit. My, my question is this though like, does the deep control water or does he just, is he just able to breathe in, in water and talk to fish? I don't think he can control water. I think he can just breathe in water and talk to fish and control fish. I don't think he can like control water. We haven't seen it yet, so I don't think he can. We didn't really see that in Aquaman either. We just saw. We saw basically the same thing. Can Aquaman control water? That's I what I, I was can. led to believe. That I mean, because look nah. at Mera, she was able to like use some type of magic to That's form bubbles. That, yeah, but that was magic though, and that was Mira. That was like Mira's thing. I don't think Aquaman can control water, dude. You think Aquaman is just super strong and can swim fast and breathe underwater? Well, that and, can't, and that can't be his fish. only. He has to be able. He has to be that, able to control it. No, nah, that's it. That's why people make fun of him. Nah, be no way. Yeah, that motherfucker should be a natural born waterbender. Fuck you mean? I mean, he probably should be, but he's not. Nah, he 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 can't control water, bro. We've never seen Aquaman be able to control. I mean, again, the whole talking to fish thing is. I mean, you know, depending on the type of fish, it's actually kind of. But hold up, hold up, though. We did see one instance of it. Where in in Justice League when he was holding back that um. That water from flooding the uh, the tunnel. He didn't. That I mean, he had to have had some type of control over the water to be. Are able we to talking that. about the movie? The movie, yes. Uh. Movie Justice League, when he swims in to the pipe or not the pipe to that tunnel right before it's about to flood, and he stops the water. He holds it back long enough for them to move out, move up, and move out. Yeah, uh, again, I've only seen Justice League like once, maybe twice, so I definitely don't remember that. I'm, I'm gonna just take your word for it. But that, uh, maybe, maybe was it, was it that he was using fish to do that though? What he was like actually holding the water back with his powers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember, man. I'm gonna just take your word for it. If, if you say that's what he was doing, all right, I, I honestly do not remember. But yeah, um, after that, 
uh, you know, Huey and uh, Starlight are on the way back home. And uh, A-Train, you know, speeds into their car. Is like, hey, I got some information on uh, Stormfront that you might want, you know. And it's basically, as we find out later, it's it's a whole bunch of, like, evidence and stuff. Over that shows, Nazi oh, propaganda racist bullshit. Yeah. Like A-Train said, fuck that Nazi bitch. I mean, shit, it is what it is. Yeah, A-Train knows what's up. Uh, A-Train is a, is a total dick, but he's down for the betterment of black people and the the um the depowerment of race. It was at least partially self-interest cuz as long as Stormfront Oh, it was, was definitely in, part of his self-interest cuz as long as she was yeah. like like you're saying, as long as she's on the team and she's kind of in charge of Vought, so to speak without being li- like really in charge of Vought, she will fucking push her her racist shit and probably end up killing people until they fucking conform to her ideas or to what she wants uh, for the seven. Yeah, I think it was definitely less, oh man, I gotta stop her from this doing this evil plan and more, oh man, I wanna be on the fucking seven again. This Nazi bitch isn't gonna let me be on the seven. Fuck her, you know, more than that. But you know, hey, same result either way. And uh, we, we see this scene with uh, Butcher and Stan Edgar, like, you know, it was them making the deal that we brought up earlier. And um, one thing that really stood out to me, and I think I met, I talked a little bit about it uh, earlier, was when Butcher's like, I mean, mate, have you looked in the mirror? You should have a problem with her too. You know, Stan Edgar's like, yeah, I mean, I do, but hey, business is business. And uh, that, you could have a whole like conversation right on how stan like the consummate business guy right he's a businessman and he's like i mean yeah she's a nazi and shit but i gotta work with her because we're trying to make money and shit she's gonna help the fucking u.s government give us billions of dollars for this compound drug stormfront even god damn it no, wait, that is her name, Stormfront. I said it right. I thought I said the other thing. Stormfront even shades him a little bit in an earlier episode when she was like, oh, yeah, he's smart for his kind. You know, it's like, shit, man. This man is doing all this shit for you, and you still shade, you still talking shit about this nigga just because he's black. Oh, absolutely. She ain't shit. Nazis, man. So, yeah, they, they take Ryan to this uh, this cabin, like, Wait, is is it is it a ca- is it, it's not the house, right? It's a, it's a it's a cabin that Homefront ha- Homefront Home. Why God? I don't. It's their names. I don't know. It's something about their names. It's because they're both like compound words. So it's like I keep fucking them up. Like, uh. Also, I'm pretty sure there's like a show or a game called Homefront or something. Either way, so yeah, they take Ryan to this cabin, you know, so that you know he, he can teach him how to like calm down. And this is like a rare tender moment with Homelander. Now, I don't know if you thought like it was actually like legit or like he was like being real for once, but with Homelander like teaching Ryan how to like not be so anxious around large crowds, I don't know. It kind of got to me. You know, I I, I still think Homelander is a piece of shit. And, you know, I don't have too much. I mean, oh, yeah, he's definitely a rape, rapist, racist. Yeah, he's a monster. 
absolutely. But like this was this scene again, it's adding dimensions to characters. Did did you buy it? Like, do you think he was being because I, I fully believe on some level Homelander, you know, he loves his kid. I don't know if he would still love him if he didn't have powers, but you know, on some level, he still loves his kid. And you know, oh, I, yeah, think, I mean, I think it was a genuine moment, you know. Yeah, it was a moment where he he re, he recognized that his son was going through a hard time. And what did he do? He fucking flew him up in the sky and took him to the one place where he feels the most comforted, which would have been at home with his mother, who when they get there, she's nowhere to be found. And this leads Ryan to go into a fucking panic and while Stormfront is trying to, you know, uh, what, what is Stormfront doing at this point? I mean, she's kind of just there. Yeah, so she, oh yeah, she's she's like wondering what the fuck Homelander is doing at this point. Like, why did he fly away? Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so yeah, they they're at the cabin. They you know have that conversation. The boys are on the way to the cabin. Did they say how they knew where Homelander was? Mm, no, they didn't actually. How did they get their look? I'm, okay, maybe I'm sure okay, they easy convenient writing. No, they probably said it. To be fair, it's possible. I'm just forgetting. I'm I'm sure, maybe Edgar gave them the location or something. No, no, that doesn't. No, he didn't. He just yeah, told. No, no. Uh, fucking butcher just said, track the location of this phone. And there's got to be some way that they knew, though. All right, but it, it doesn't matter. The point is, they knew, and they get there. Frenchie came up with this plan to put a whole bunch of like. They look like uh, Beats pills, but they're made by Vought and put them all in this container and like have them all on at the same time to have them be so loud that it actually affects the hearing of Homelander and Ryan, which was, again, really clever. Basically like Superman, like the first Superman when Lex Luthor, um, I don't know if you saw that movie, but he basically uh, tuned into only a frequency that Superman could hear. Yeah, for his uh, secret message. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, and this, I? and instead of a message, it was a loud ass noise that was clearly distressing both Ryan and Homelander. Which I wonder what the fuck is Homelander's real name? Do we know if he has a real name? It's possible that he doesn't. You have to remember he was raised in a lab. So they just called him possibly Test Subject One or Homelander the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's so fucked up. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. Why he's so fucked up. Absolutely. That's part of the reason why Becca wants him wants Ryan back so bad. She doesn't want him to grow up like uh Homelander, you know, without a mom and shit. Definitely not with a fucking Nazi mom, Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, they, they get there and um Homelander flies off to see what it is that's making that noise, and they come in to save the kid. And what Stormfront went somewhere? Did she follow Homelander? No, no so I remember what, happens what it was. Is, what happens is her fucking file gets out yes. to the media about her Nazi propaganda and her history, and yes. she's going to go like, what, going? She's going to the tower basically to see what the media coverage is, and she's fucking, she's oh boy, she's about to have a fucking fit. Mm-hmm. She's pissed. So yeah, they go to save Ryan, and then uh, Stormfront shows back up again just in time, right? Right before, well, before that, uh, Butcher has this moment where, okay, 
again, this this is the show showing that it's not just all edge. It's not just all gore and jokes. It's got a heart because Butcher's like, ah, as much as I would love for it to just be me and Becca again, I can't do this to her. You know, I, I can't let Vought have Ryan. You know, that would be the worst thing ever to happen to her. So he's like, look, just take the kid. Just go. I made a deal with Vought, but I'm not going to fucking do it. And Becca's like, but you, look, you didn't do the deal. I mean, what does that tell you? You know, so they're like, all right, fuck, let's just go. And then no, no, just go. And then Stormfront shows up, fucking throws the van across. Thank amazingly and possibly kind of conveniently. No one in the van is seriously hurt. I mean, of course, Ryan isn't going to be hurt, but I thought at least something was going to happen to Becca and uh, MM, because MM was the one driving. But luckily, somehow, nothing happened to them. So uh, Butcher, Ryan, and Becca, they run off. MM's like, yo, just go. We got this. And it's about to be the showdown between the boys and Stormfront. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, here we go. But no, go. no, no, it's not the boys in Stormfront. It's the girls. Yeah, because, of course, I mean, now, Frenchie did have this plan to use this, like, RPG thing that looked kind of cool that they were going to use on her. But Unfortunately, is- they never got to use it because, you know, Stormfront just blew that shit up. So yeah. it was like, well, fuck, we can't do nothing. He's a fucking idiot. He he runs. To oh my god! Says, that was so. That that pissed you off too. Yes, he says it's our last chance. We got to go get the RPG. I'm like, why the fuck would you say it out loud? It's in you the f- car. It's the one shot we got to beat her. You dumbass. Jesus. Fucking. Ugh, ugh. Why did? Okay, okay. Another kind of strike against the this the season. Like, why would you do that, Fudgy? What the fuck? Whatever. But. You know, and clearly, so Huey and fucking Frenchie are kind of knocked out really quickly. And then who steps in to fight uh, Stormfront? Fucking Starlight. Yeah. And um, Starlight is uh, is a terrible fighter. I'm just going to say that. Like, I understand, like, her powers blind people. But what exactly do they do to other supers? Because she literally looks like she's just putting flashlights in people's eyes. And they're just... (laughs) rebounding quick as fuck like what does she yeah do? well she controls light she fucking has repulsor rays for her, for her power her power is having rep- repulsor rays i mean are they do they even like are they do they shoot out like rays or is, is she like dazzler is that what's I going would say on she here probably is like dazzler oh well then why is she how did she join the seven that doesn't seem like a very important and even then dazzler can like just shoot that shit out of her fingers uh uh starlight has to be around a source of light a source of electricity actually yeah a source of electricity i, I don't yeah I, I don't know not entirely clear on starlight's powers and again like you said she's not a very good fighter either but it doesn't matter because kibiko and Qu- and of course queen mave also shows up and they beat oh the man sh- they Fuck yeah. Stormfront mm. up. Fucked her up. Fucked they her fuck up. her up. Bah, they bah, they bah. are dogging her. They are beating her ass. Wop, mm. They're molly whopping her. They are mm. stomping her shit in. Mm. It was like some old fucking, uh, 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 like, like, like Devo beating the shit out of someone in fighters or some shit. Like a fucking, 
like like that video from uh from Vice that you be seeing on Twitter sometimes. They was just beating the shit out of her. Dog. Just oh my god, and it was very it was it was uh it was cathartic. It was very cathartic because the entire season you've just been dealing with this fucking character, just a Nazi, just a piece of shit. She just ah, oh, she's the fucking worst. And then so finally what? she gets her ass beat. Yeah, while this is happening, fucking clearly, um, not clearly, but um, Butchers has got Ryan, and we, we already know that, and fucking Homeland arrives back at the house, um, saying, and the, there's clearly that, um, that Vought team are going in to extract Ryan, Butcher's nowhere to be found, but his phone is, and they're on the comm saying, Butcher, Butcher, where are you? And who has fucking super hearing and can hear that shit? Fucking Homelander, who's <laughs> walking right in. And he said, did I, did I hear you say butcher? And I, what did he I, say? Uh, he locks the fucking door like yeah. fucking Kingsman. Manners make his man. And not only does Manners make his man, he fucking chops everyone in half. He fucking splits niggas down, down the fucking middle with his uh, laser vision. He, and you know from by the by the way he um he walks out after this shit is done he probably ripped people in half with his bare hands oh yeah cuz he was just covered in blood he was covered in blood he wore that shit like it was makeup yeah it was it was it was a very just gruesome scene i can't even imagine what the fuck he even did in that room to all them uh, swamp niggas man like jesus of course, the first SWAT to die is the black man. Let me just well, put yeah. that out there. Yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, so uh, Butcher and uh, Becca and Ryan, they're running. Unfortunately, Stormfront totally ran because she was getting her ass beat and catches up with them. She, of course, you know, fuck you, Butcher, throws him out, uh, out of the way and is going up to Becca and starts choking her. Becca this is this and this next point I'm about to bring up. Becca has a knife, stabs uh Stormfront oh, in the eye. Okay. I guess Stormfront because even in that same scene, Butcher's like shooting Stormfront, the bullets are just bouncing off. So I guess Stormfront is impenetrable everywhere except like I guess because the eye counts as, you know, I guess, all right, I'm 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 willing to accept that. You know, maybe the show could have somehow established Maybe that only better. the skin is bulletproof, not... Yeah, because eyes aren't skin. Right, you know? they're they're underneath the the, the lids, which are yeah. the skin barrier. So if she, if, she, if she had been stabbed while her eye was closed, she probably would have had an eye still. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, again, even more therapeutic. Girls get it done. Stab that bitch in the eye. And she's just choking Becca, and oh my god, you're like, oh no, oh no, Becca's gonna die. But Ryan eventually, who remember Ryan? Oh, yeah, Ryan. You remember what Homelander told him to, you know, when you're trying to use focus on someone that you really, you really hate or that you're really mad with. Exactly. He was like, I don't really hate anybody. Oh well, that do. Roasted that bitch alive, just just barbecued Nazi. But in the process. I don't know what I don't know if fucking Stormfront was like she fucking pulled Becca's neck right before she died or what happened, but yeah, fucking Becca is also a casualty in um Ryan 
eviscerating um, Stormfront. It's like a cut on her. Something stabbed her in the neck. I've, I, I don't know. It's Again, not lazy really writing. We don't really see what's happening. We just kind of see her bleeding from her neck. Yeah, it was a, it was a large flash. We see a roasted, uh, as uh, Eric Kripke, the producer, called her uh, stump, stump front because she's all stumps now, just roasted, burnt-ass face. She's still alive. She's not dead by any means. Like, she's talking in German and shit, saying a whole bunch of, like, German words and stuff. Like, she's, like, just totally fucked up. Homelander comes in. He's like, oh, shit, the fuck happened to you? Damn. We gonna have to break up. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, Homelander. Ryan. Ryan, did you do this? I didn't mean to, Dad. I didn't mean to. Okay, come with me. Come on. I'm going to fucking murder you. And but then... but, but even, even before that, even before that, you know, when, when Butcher is just crying over Becca, and oh, again, man. credit credit to Carl Urban's home. acting. That, that look on his face, I have never seen a more, like, intense look of hatred in my entire life. That look on, you remember that look on Carl Urban's face? You're right, but right when he was grabbing the crowbar? Yeah, like right, be- right before he grabbed the crowbar, right, yeah. that was like full on fucking. Hey, I ain't never seen a look of hate like that. Like, god damn! Like, and you know, in his head, he's like, I know I can't do shit to this kid because he's a soup, but I'm gonna try to do something. At that point, he don't even care. He don't care about nothing. Becca saying because Becca even said he's not a bad kid. You gotta protect him. He didn't mean to do it. But you ain't hearing none of that. In fact, if it wasn't for Homelander showing up, he probably would have tried to kill him. But you know, luckily for Ryan, you know, Homelander, the person, the only person who uh, Butcher probably hates even more showed up. And he's like, and Ryan is like, nah, I don't want to go with you. I want to go with this other kind of crazy guy. Not the My one mother's husband. Blood. Yeah. And you just know that's got to break home. I almost said home front. Homelander's Come on, heart. man. That breaks Homelander's heart. You know, it does. Because, again, I do think even though he's a sociopath, he does genuinely seem to care about Ryan. But now his relationship with his kid, it's it's ir- irreparable. It's it's non-existent. It's not going to happen. He fucking hates him. Afterwards, we see uh, Homelander. He's about he's... to fucking lunge at, at, at Butcher. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. But And then who stops him? None other than our secret heroine, Queen Maeve. Yeah. She threatens to fucking upload the video of her and Homelander leaving everyone on that plane to fucking burn, to crash, burn, and die. She fucking threatens, and he says, and she says, what do you do? You, you'll, he says, I'll fucking kill everyone. He's like, and then you'll have no one to love you. And that's when you see homelander's addiction to being loved into the fame its popularity kind of take hold over him and his i guess his negative impulses and so what does he do instead he fucking flies away he fucking reinstates starlight into the seven and i mm-hmm. think a train as well and a yeah, train too you know although that was we, mostly because of the church yeah yeah but also um queen mave is there and they're, they're saying girls get it done and then he denounces stormfront and all her nazi propaganda activity i keep i've said propaganda at least 12 times during, during <laughs> this small review 
Um, but yeah, and boy, I ain't nothing small about this review. This review is about to be love sausage length. But then, you know, we see fucking um, Alistair, Alistair having a phone conversation with Victoria Newman about maybe getting some fundings or not some funding, but getting the tax tax exemption free tax exemption for the church of the collective and she's like yeah you call my people and you know he's like i'll, I'll do just that you're one of the good ones victoria and um he lays back in his chair i guess about to smoke a cigar and then boop head explodes and who's right oh, no actually the- he, he wasn't about to smoke a cigar he's about to drink another can of fresca god damn fresca <sighs> he's about to fucking is- drink did Fresca cut a deal with Amazon to be like, hey, feature us in the show or some shit? What is it? What? They must have. They must have. I mean, there's so much product placement. They could, they had to have. I mean, it's funny. You know, it's used well, but it, I just, it's just, you know, it's hilarious. But yeah, his head fucking explodes just like the Congress people. And we're like, what the fuck? Because honestly, uh, what was his name? Alistair? Alistair was another guy where I'm like, damn, is he the head exploder? Is he a soup? But no, it turns out the one who has been blowing up heads is dun, 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 Victoria Newman. Newman's bum, the bum, soup. Bum. Not Cindy. Not Alistair. Not Edgar. Not Edgar either. Newman. And then it's like, what the fuck? Oh, As she man. walks into, you know, her new Democratic, I don't know, her um, her office, her workspace, where I guess she's leading um, the new division on soups. Uh, keeping tabs on soups or whatever mm. and Huey's there and he's looking to not he's looking to do um, the keeping tabs on soups the legal way where there's less guts and more paperwork so he applies there and you know she says yeah. when can you start and so uh, I guess we we basically see Huey working with working for Victoria Newman next season yeah and probably he's probably working with Butcher too because I believe Grace said that Newman was getting her some off the books funding for more of what they were doing with soups, which was basically keeping them in check. So he probably will end up working with the boys again. Well, the, the boys for now are kind of um, disbanded because they're disbanded and they're actually disavowed. I'm not disavowed, but um, uh, cleared of all charges. Yep, cleared of all charges. Yeah, because you know they've basically done their job. Um, the seven are basically, you know, uh, kind of under, well, not totally under control, but, you know, uh, MM's gone home. Frenchie and Kimiko are, you know, I guess a thing now. I guess they're, like, dating. I, th- I think it's official. They they're dancing. Dance. They're going off to dance. Butcher's doing butcher stuff, you know, and Huey's going legit. So, you know, for now, although obviously fucking, temporarily, they're just... Ryan's was all... Uh, Ryan is no longer with Butcher. He's actually yeah. in the care of Grace. And his final and Butcher's departing words to Ryan were to not be a Yes. They're very inspiring words. I mean, that's the type of rule that everyone should live by. Just don't be a you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's really it's really easy. Just just or, don't, don't do it. Or better yet, be a and get called out for it. <laughs> Okay. I wonder if I should bleep these out. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe Ooh, I won't. That'd be fun. That'd be funny. 
uh yeah so we uh we end on a, a zoom out of like newman's congress person headquarters and that's pretty much the end of the season uh cindy's still on the loose uh newman might be a new big bad for season three by the way is newman supposed to be like an aoc stand-in yep okay okay i i was because i was picking up vibes that that's what they were going for okay so that's that's what they were going for interesting wonder what how they're gonna like what they're gonna do with that next season but yeah cindy's still on the loose um so there's a whole bunch of stuff just ready for season three soldier boys on the way you know uh overall as a season um it was a little less tight than season one Mm -hmm. but i still had a a great time um i kind of wish again they didn't do the weekly episodes thing i didn't yeah. mind it as much as others did but i, I you know I, I just wish they didn't do it just because i love the show so i much. think this definitely should have been a binge a, a season that was binge for sure yeah yeah especially if it's going to be like eight episodes which is fine i have no as a matter of fact more shows should do this shorter seasons cut the fat out you have less time to waste time what do you think be the, what do you think should be the maximum amount of episodes for these type of series at most 10 at most 10 i really i feel like at most they should be doing 10 episodes but the boys eight as far as i'm concerned is perfect it's perfect don't change the formula keep it to a short tight eight i'm sure this show has a high budget too because it looks very expensive um except in the costume department well you don't like the costumes I mean, there are a few that look like they're expensive. Like Queen Mage looks expensive. Everything else looks. I mean, even Homelanders. Like you can tell, all oh, that's fucking padding. Like that guy is probably super skinny or under there. Not super skinny, but he's definitely not like. Like it's definitely a <laughs> bunch of padding. Like he he barely fits into that little collar thing he's got going on there as Homelander. Oh, you know what? That joint do be kind of baggy. You're right. Right. It be knocking around. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But yeah, um, I would give this season overall a a four out of five. I loved it. Love all these characters and want to see more of them. I wonder if we're gonna see uh Stormfront show up again as a stumpy roasted cyber Nazi or some shit. Maybe we'll see her with like robot parts or something. Who knows? Uh, how'd you feel about the season? Uh, I give the season a solid three and a half out of five stars. It definitely was a slight letdown from the first season, but most second seasons are. They hardly ever meet the bar of the first. Um, I was definitely very pleasantly surprised with um, how some of the characters were fleshed out a little more. Um, I think the action was good in this series. I think a few things were a little too convenient throughout each episode of the series. Um, there were some things that didn't even they, they didn't even touch over. We're just supposed to believe it, it happens somehow, some way. So um, that's yeah. why I get that's why I give it a I give it a very positive three and a half out of five. Yeah. So 
again, it's both of us clearly enjoyed the show one a little bit more than the other, but it's a very good show. It's definitely one of the best shows out there. It's better than a lot of stuff on TV out there. It's very well written. It's very well acted, very well produced. It's, it's got very biting commentary, surprisingly biting commentary too. You wouldn't expect it from the type of humor they employ in the show, but it's, it's, it's low key. It's, it's a little, it's a little deep. It's got a little, a little depth to it. You know, you keep watching. Uh, I believe that's the end of the show. So Justin, why don't you go ahead and give the people your socials? People, you can follow me on Instagram at one handsome geek spelled out all letters spelled out sounds one handsome geek. Follow me on Twitter at um, what is my name? I think handsome blurred is my Twitter handle. Follow me on PSN at mystery nine nine seven. Follow a do where. You can follow me at Twitter and IG at do underscore man. That is one a two D's one O underscore M A N. You can follow me at PSN at admin. That is one a two D's M A N T. Follow the show words and words spelled how it sounds. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. Follow us on Twitch, of course, twitch.tv slash streams from blurs, also spelled how it sounds. Uh, playing a whole bunch of like spooky video games right now, horror stuff. Like uh, I just started playing Until Dawn again. I might play Resident Evil 7. I don't know. Maybe I'll play Outlast 2. We'll see. I don't know. I'll just be playing whatever I feel like. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, got any last comments, Justin? We will soon be reviewing the last few episodes of Lovecraft Country. Stay tuned, folks. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. What is it like? The last episode this week? Yeah, so we'll have we'll have a review up of eight and nine together, and then we'll have a review of ten all by itself. Yes, we will. And of course, don't forget to check out our past review of season one of the boys and our early review of the first four episodes. Uh as always, be safe out there. Black Lives Matter. Wear your mask. Wear a vote. motherfucking mask. Oh yes, vote. Definitely vote. My God, vote. Jesus. Vote, vote, vote. And we're out. Peace. Peace.